Welcome to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. Finals night, part three, Seattle versus the Las Vegas Aces in game number three, their best of five series, storm up two games to none, and with a win tonight, conceal their series and add another banner to the rafters, number four for the organization. Sue Bird and committee are on a tear playing the best basketball thus far in this WNBA playoff and finals, sweeping the link in their semifinals, three to games to none. Vegas took the Connecticut Suns to five games, losing the sixth woman of the year. Hamby in the process, who was a huge factor to their bench, and their bench was a huge factor to the success of the Las Vegas Aces, losing her 13 points per game, seven rebounds, three assists, 54% from the floor, 70, 47% from three, 72 from the free throw line with two steals has been a huge factor. And the Hydra mentality of the Seattle Storm with the committee of Sue Bird, Stewart, Lloyd, Clark, Howard have been very instrumental to how things are dictated on the defensive side and the offensive side in this series. And Asia Wilson needs assistance. McCourtney in these two games is averaging 18 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, one and a half steals and assist with one block shooting 45% from the floor, but is five for eight from three and was 0 of two in game number two, five of six in game number one. They're going to need McBride and the rest to be able to push the pace and slow it down when needed. They have to shift the dial and have them play their style of basketball, getting Asia Wilson in spots where it's easy to score, putting their defense putting the defense on notice and having players in foul trouble and really being able to play from the inside out. But with the efforts of Howard, Clark, and Stewart clogging that middle, grabbing rebounds, and the ability to score 20 points as Clark had 21, Howard with 21, Sue Bird 16 points, 10 assists, Stewart with 22 to lead the way for that charge, and Canada with 10 off the bench. They are shooting 50% from the floor. That was in game number one. They had 27 assists compared to the Vegas. 17, 48 points in the paint, and 18. That was game number one, and game number two was all about the Hydra committee. As I stated, the points by Howard, the points by Clark, Bird, and Stewart along with the bench play, and they just really push the pace. They play to their style. They play to what is good. Offensively, they're structured well. They move around. They shift the defense, and they attack on the weak side, and there's always double movement on both sides of their offense. People are not standing around waiting to see if they touch the ball. The Vegas Aces really have to 
up their tempo up on defense, try to force Seattle and make them uncomfortable. Right now they're playing their own style of game, transition defense, transition offense, rebounding. They're pushing the pace. They're the ones controlling the three-point line. They are doing everything that's needed to be done. And Vegas has really, really got to make that effort in this game, but I don't think they have enough with the loss of Hamby to overtake Seattle and make this into a series. Seattle just may sweep another series in this and capture their fourth championship after tonight's game against the Las Vegas Aces. But we will see what can happen and what they will do. But the Hydra-style type Storm are able to just put another individual up, have them force the offense. Their defense is just so... It's good. I, I would have no complaints if I had those three ladies on my team with Clark... Stewart and Howard with the ability to maintain that core and their bench is really coming together as well too. great minutes off the bench. And they're just really a problem for the Las Vegas aces who got an injury that is, is just misfortunate to the success that they were having throughout the course of the season. But game number three takes place tonight. We'll see who wins that. I believe the Storm will take the series 3-0 and host their fourth. Now on to game number four in the best of seven between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat. And after the 115-104 victory on Sunday, the Heat trailed the series two games to one. Butler scored. Let me just say what Butler said. He said it was his second best game next to his high school run against a 45-year-old man and Butler's. These are his words. He had 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists, a triple-double and a victory in the NBA Finals, game number three. And his greatest game is that run when he was in high school against that 45-year-old man. 14 for 20 from the floor, 12 for 14 from the free-throw line, no three-pointers attempted, two steals and two blocks. Hero and Olenek both had 17. Kelly Olenek was off the bench with 17. Five for nine from the field, four for four from the free-throw line, three of five from the three-point line. Hero, six of 18 from the floor, three of three from the free-throw line, three of 10 from beyond the arc, two steals and the snarl at the end to seal the deal in that victory but faces have been made before in series with the lakers and they've always come back to beat that team they are trail they are winning this series two games to one in the best of seven and with anthony davis's foul trouble the inability of anybody to contribute towards the rim settling for three-point shooting 14 for 42 they were from behind the three-point line. And the Heat just kept getting to the hole. They've been doing that too, throughout the series. But when they drive, they always seem to be getting the foul calls. 
in the right spot. 11 for 14 in game one. The Miami Heat were overall, they're 64 for 77, 83%. The Lakers, 56 for 67 at 84%. And Butler played like LeBron James had to play in game number three with Anthony Davis being in foul trouble. Butler came out aggressive to the hole, got to the free throw line, got his players involved, and they kind of took it to the Los Angeles Lakers. Davis was unable to get any rhythm due to foul trouble. He did finish with 15 points, five rebounds, three assists. He was six for nine from the field, two of two from the free throw line, one of two from three with two steals, but no rhythm, no ability to play free due to the foul trouble. Defensively, he was a liability because picking up his fourth early in the third might really have been an issue. And he didn't see that much court time. And when he did, he would be aggressive. He picked up his, he would pick up a foul and he was back to the bench. It was kind of the rotation that they were doing for him. And it worked. They took it to him. They involved him in a lot of pick and rolls, got him playing defense. Weak side help was non-apparent. Defensively, the Lakers were horrible. This was the first game I've seen the Miami Heat play defense for 48 minutes stated that in the previous episode that was the only way for them to win they owned in they poked the bear now they got to see how the bear reacts who is the hunter now once that reaction is created and that game number four is tipped off and played which team responds to that first punch by the other team miami is always led throughout the first quarter and then the Lakers push and win that for win the first. The second half, the Lakers were unable to do anything to the Miami Heat to make it a game. And at the end of that, walked off the court with nothing at all. The Heat just won all four quarters against the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Lakers, that was the first time that they have done that throughout the course of this series. And now there's a response. How do the Lakers get Anthony Davis not to pick up tic-tac fouls and still have him play aggressive? How do you stop them from getting to the line as much as they do the Miami Heat? Because game number two, they were there 34 times. Game number three, 29 times. They've only gone to the line 14 times. That was game number one. Lakers went to the line 27 times in game number one. Then 17 in game number two, 23 attempts in game number three. So what has changed? Allowing and settling for the three-point shot the Lakers seem to be doing now. They were hot from downtown, and they are more aggressive when LeBron is getting to the hole. They're creating mismatches on the offense and allowing for the pick and switch to occur. But Miami was getting over the screens. They were making it difficult, and 
it was a role reversal on the other end because the Lakers allowed the switches to take place at all time. Nobody was really playing defense for the Los Angeles Lakers as they've been playing throughout the course of this final and the series. It was as if they took a game off because something told them that they had this in the bag. But being down, being up to no two nothing against a team who is in a must-win situation because three love is just detrimental to their health. They know that, but they came out with the aggressionness on offense and on defense, and everybody's hands were active on the Miami Heat. Steals were happening. They weren't allowing the Lakers to get into their transition sets, slowing them out down on fast breaks. And the Lakers looked uncomfortable. The Heat, on the other hand, looked comfortable. It looked as if they were in control. And Butler was like that from the get-go with the interview with Rachel Nichols. Very loose, very upbeat, and not really thinking too much about the game, but just playing the game. If he's able to duplicate that same recipe against the Lakers in game number four, where he is the point forward, he's getting to the rim, the Lakers are not stepping through or over those screens and playing defense and allowing them to dictate those switches as the Lakers were doing to them in the first two games, then there's a problem. Adjustments were made by Miami. The Lakers got too lethargic and lazadaisical in their efforts and really gave this game away. But now, as I said, the Bears been poked. The Hunter... Will they become the hunted? Will the bear become the hunter now that he understands he is in a war? Because it goes to all, it becomes the best of three, and conversations start to happen within locker rooms. The media narrative will always be the same. People are saying, if the Lakers lose, this is the biggest choke job ever. But we already saw that transpire in the previous semifinal series in the West with the Los Angeles trippers. So it's going to be very difficult for the Lakers not to come out with a victory here. I expect Anthony Davis to be more in his element and shooting open jump shots on the perimeter and getting him isolated in one-on-ones. They really drew the double team out. Rotations weren't there and people got to cut and be aggressive for the Los Angeles Lakers. But the Miami Heat have showed us in game number three, I know it's one game, but they showed what they can do if they do what they're supposed to do. So the real question is, will they get things done tonight in game number four, or will the Lakers take a 3-1 victory and look to close out another series in five and put their 17th banner up in the Staples Center? We will see. Once again, thank you for listening to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS, and like all good things, it needs to come to an end. Mask up, be safe. I'll see you on the next episode.